Mark chapter 6, verses 45 to 51. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. After saying farewell to them, he went up on the mountain to pray. When evening came, the boat was out on the sea, and he was alone on the land. When he saw that they were straining at the oars against an adverse wind, he came towards them early in the morning, walking on the sea. He intended to pass them by. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Then he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased. They were utterly astounded. I add my welcome to those you have heard already. Welcome to worship with the Cornerstone Church family. I'm Pastor Linda, the family pastor here at the church, and it's my privilege to be with all of you today. As we gather here at home together, we have just wrapped up six weeks of living distance from each other. Six weeks. And this is our seventh online worship together. And you know what? It's starting to feel good. After your initial urgency of shutting everything down, we seem to have settled into, into what life is now. You know, there are conversations I've been hearing about, is God revealed through online? Does the spirit move when we are not face to face, when we're not gathered together? As one person put it, well, the spirit moved through the technology of Paul's day powerfully. The technology of his day, thanks to the Romans, was letter writing. And his letters were so powerful, it transformed the world then, and it still transforms us today. You bet God's spirit can move in the technology today, even if we're not face-to-face. -face. And I'm feeling it more and more as the weeks go on. And yet, what I've been describing as waves of emotion do continue. We are living less at the urgency level as we have some new rhythms. However, the waves still hit me. At times, I'm just working away, enjoying lunch with Jeff every day, and some days even with our granddaughters. I am so grateful for technology. I go for walks, keeping my distance from others, and been watching spring erupt in the flowers and the trees. And then a wave crashes. A wave of frustration that I'm stuck in my apartment and I cannot head to my favorite restaurant with friends. A wave of sadness as events I see on my calendar are just not happening. A wave of disillusionment of how things are being handled by some people who are recklessly visiting and hanging out with each other. And a wave of helplessness as some leaders and governments are floundering and we seem to be leaderless. A new wave crashed even this week as schools will not reopen this year and non-emergency daycares closed until June 29th. I, I don't have my children at home. They're all grown up, live in Canada. However, my heart was hit with this wave for families. One could almost hear every parent in Massachusetts react to that announcement on Tuesday with a sigh going, Oy. And yet, we carry on. We move forward. We navigate our way through this changing world. We have to keep going. I want to thank Haman for reading our scripture so beautifully today. It was lovely to see your face and hear your voice. This narrative of Jesus and his disciples has been speaking to me these days as it talks about the wind which causes the waves and this image of us straining against it 
trying to navigate like we are now. So let's wander through this narrative together, see what Jesus reveals to us, and then I want to conclude with some actions we can take, a strategy to keep learning from Jesus day by day. Mark records that this event happens right after the feeding of 5,000 men, plus all the women and children who were there to hear Jesus teach. It says he sent the disciples into a boat to head across the Sea of Galilee. He knew they were exhausted. In this time of countless home deliveries of meals, think of how long those food deliveries took to over 5,000 people. They wouldn't have to have touchless delivery, but still, they must have been exhausted. Once on their way, Jesus then sends the crowd away and he goes up to the mountain to pray. This is how Jesus, when exhausted, would refresh himself, to start another day, to go commune with his father. Now Mark records that the disciples were straining against an adverse wind on the sea. The waves must have been crashing with that type of wind, a Boston kind of wind, I would say. It's interesting to note, they were not panicking. Like the storm recorded a couple chapters earlier in Mark. They know that storm that came up suddenly, making them so fearful for their lives that they woke up a sleeping Jesus and said, don't you care if we die? They were terrified in that storm, but not this trip across the Sea of Galilee. At this time, they were straining, which by definition means they were forced to make a strenuous an unusually great effort, straining against what was happening to them, to the environment around them. Now, there are so many times in our lives that we are straining against something. It could be a spiritual emptiness, not feeling God is present, and we're straining to find him again, to even search for the presence of Jesus Christ in our lives. It could be a physical illness, when we're using great effort to heal following doctor's instructions, and navigate through what is happening to us. At other times, it might be a psychological depression or social loneliness, both of which leave us straining, straining to return to what we believe is normal. In hopeless states, we need strenuous effort to find the help we need, straining against the effect of those powerful emotional states. And in this period right now, we can find ourselves straining against any or all of these at different times. Perhaps we're also straining against something else like fear and anxiety because we have never had to live like this before. We have never been in these waves. We have never experienced these adverse winds before. We strain to find our waves, our way through the waves. We try to keep going Yet the unrelenting wind causes wave after wave to push us back. We struggle, hoping and praying that the wind will weaken and that life, like the waves, will smooth out again. We may be beyond exhausted and ready to stop rowing altogether. I think there are a couple of things we need to keep in mind as we observe from this narrative, and specifically from the disciples already. First, we will face adversity and hardships. Following Christ does not mean an exemption from suffering. Following Jesus will sometimes lead us directly into a position of suffering and hardship. We should not be surprised 
to encounter times of straining against an adverse wind and have the waves crashing down. When we follow Jesus, adversity and hardship will be part of the path. Remember, Jesus told his disciples, and he tells us still today, as John records, I have told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Take heart. And second, there are going to be times when we're at the end of our own resources. The picture of the disciples straining at the oars is a good one for us. There are going to be times when we're working very hard, but seemingly making no progress. And when we've reached this point of helplessness and desperation, it's actually a good step forward spiritually. As this is when we lean into God more than we normally do, and with a deeper authenticity that helps our faith grow. What is important in these times is to name what we are straining against. I first heard this years ago in my undergrad in psychology classes, and I've been reminded of this in numerous webinars in the last few weeks. Check yourself each day. What wave is crashing? What am I straining against today? Because it can change quickly, doesn't it? Day by day, even hour by hour. You have to name it before you can start working through it. Now, I want you to hang on to that thought for a bit because we're going to come back to it near the end of the sermon and really look at ways we can check ourselves and name what we're straining against each day. So while this is going on to the disciples, they're straining against the adverse wind. Jesus has been on land praying and he sees them. In our time of straining, Jesus sees us. Jesus sees you. Jesus sees you. Jesus sees you. I know we can say those words and hear them and take them into our minds, but what we really need to do is get them into our hearts for it to really sink in and prepare us. Hear this. Jesus sees you. In your anxiety, uncertainty, and fear, Jesus sees you. In your happy times with friends virtually, Jesus sees you. In your binge Netflix watching in pajamas, Jesus sees you. In your creative silly times with family, Jesus sees you. In your quiet lonely times, Jesus sees you. It's getting in your heart yet. There is no circumstance in which Jesus does not see you. None. And then Jesus goes to them, taking the fastest route possible over the water. He doesn't walk on the land around the shore to meet them on the other side when the straining is over. His attitude wasn't, hey, I'll see you on the other side. When you're all done this challenging time, I'll be there. No. Jesus works a miracle to be with them, just like he does today to be with us. It's what Jesus did when he died for us and was resurrected to give us hope. Remember Easter a few weeks ago? Remember our living Lord and Savior? Jesus sees us in trouble and miraculously heads towards us. As the disciples were straining, they spotted Jesus coming towards them. However, they did not recognize him and they were terrified. Understandable, isn't it? Jesus, of course, knew this, and he immediately reassures them. Take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. 
uh, the words of comfort, the words of courage they needed to hear. It's the same words we need to hear today. Take heart. It is I, Jesus. You do not need to be afraid. I am here. Be a good comfort. Be a good courage. I am here. He gets into the boat with him and the wind ceased. His presence calmed the seas and his presence will calm the waves that crash over us. They were utterly astounded and we should be also. When we get all this into our hearts, that waves will come and we will have times of straining, that Jesus sees us and we can see, hear and feel his presence and we can now move forward, be astounded. Be shocked, amazed, and in awe of how he shows up, like the disciples were, of his presence and his peace. Look for those God moments in people and in nature. Spend time with scripture, reacquainting yourself with how incredible our living God is. See him, hear him, feel his presence. As the waves continue, and we find ourselves straining, forced to make a strenuous or unusually great effort to make it through our days, our hours, and even our minutes, remember three things that this passage reveals to us. First, like the disciples, we need to fully and deeply understand that there will be times of straining against the wind and the waves. We need to accept that, not in a hopeless way, but in a freeing way. We have to name what we're straining against so that we can bring it to Jesus and eventually with his help, move forward. Second, we need to know in our hearts and souls that Jesus sees us. He sees me and he sees you. There's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. No wave, no wind, no hurtful actions, no sin. No harmful words, no jealous thought, no times of doubt. Know it in your heart and soul. Jesus sees you. And third, remember that Jesus is present. See him. Hear his words of courage and comfort and feel his presence right there with you. Way back in Exodus, chapter 33, when the Israelites were camped on Mount Sinai, God was sending them away from the mountain. And Moses says that the people will not go without God's presence. The presence of God was everything to Moses and is still everything to us today. Jesus is present. Praise God, our living Savior and Lord Jesus is present. Be astonished. Now I know this is hard to remember at times, isn't it? Especially when the waves start crashing, when we feel ourselves straining harder and harder, trying to move forward, we can become overwhelmed again. We need to keep our spirit aligned with the Holy Spirit and spiritual disciplines help us do that. I wanna share a way to relate to God, a method of posture to God, that when done daily helps us remember all of who God is. I was reacquainted with this last week with a teaching from Daniel Strickland, you know, a pother, pastor, author, pother, that would be a pastor and author put together. She's a justice advocate and she's so much more. She's a really cool woman. 
I first learned this from her at Justice Conference Asia in Hong Kong a few years ago. And on a webinar this week, she described it again, and it has refreshed me. She was sharing how she starts each day, what she calls her prayer posture with God. She's been doing it for a few years, and I've been doing it each day since I've relearned this. And you know what? I'm already feeling more comfort and more courage from God. It certainly more me, made me more aware of God and Jesus' presence in my boat as the waves hit. This helps keep me focused on Jesus and being astounded by him, not overwhelmed by the waves I see. So you know what? Let's do this together. It involves some actions. I don't care if you sit or stand, just be where you are, but you're just going to move your arms. First, we lift our arms to God, surrendering everything to him. What do I need to surrender today? What do you need to surrender today? Remember earlier when I talked about the power of naming what was going on and asked to remember that for later? We've arrived at that moment. Name your wave. What are you straining against? Today, God, I surrender my fear, knowing you are all-powerful, all-loving God. This day, I surrender my feeling of helplessness, knowing there are things I still can control in my life. Today, I surrender my inability to make decisions because I have no idea what's going on. I surrender that over to you, my rock, my fortress, my comforter, the one who never changes. Today, I surrender. Name yours. Second, we bring our arms down with palms up and stretched out. Release all that you have just surrendered. Don't be tight-fisted. Let it go. Release it. And when you have done that, with palms open, you are ready to receive what God wants to give you for this day. Remember Jesus taught us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Tell God, today I am needing to receive and I am ready to receive. Be specific with him if you can be. Today, I'm ready to receive your peace. Today, I'm ready to receive your comfort. Today, I'm ready to receive your love. Today, I'm ready to receive some teachings I need to hear. Today, I'm ready to receive your grace and your hope. Accept what he pours into you so that the winds will cease and you can move forward. Lastly, stretch your arms out to the side, saying, God, here I am. Use me as you wish today. World, I am here. People I'm at home with, Jeff, I am here. Those I see over the internet, I am here. Available for you, ready to serve. God, use me so that I can see my purpose and can move forward. Arms up, surrender to God. Palms up, ready to receive. Arms out ready to serve daily. Next time you're straining against the waves and the wind of life, know Jesus sees you. Look up and see Jesus coming towards you. Hear his voice of comfort and power and feel him climbing in beside you.
He is there. The winds will cease. Be astounded. You can keep moving forward knowing God is right there beside you. Strain no more. You can thrive. Yes, thrive in this situation that could have a straining. For the month of May, you will want to join us every Sunday because we're going to examine how to thrive. In the many areas of our lives, we can thrive because Jesus is with us. Jesus sees you. See him. Hear him. Feel his presence. Surrender. Receive. Serve others. Strain no more. Thrive. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we are so grateful for your presence with us, that you see us no matter what. You are our gracious God, who knows we strain against an adverse wind from time to time, and that there are, at times, waves crashing over us. And yet, you enter in, and you calm the waters. Keep reminding us to surrender to you, our living Jesus Christ. Thank you for who you are and what you have taught us today. Holy Spirit, help us to truly soak it in and live it out. In the powerful name of Jesus, amen.